Uncle Alan, why didn't you save us in New York? I know you tried. That's why you switched shows. Thank you, baby. Episode 203 of the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. Steve and Steve in the evening. Way! It's, it's been a while. You? It has been a while. How are you? Ah, not too bad. Long week. How about yourself? Did you survive it? Oh my god. Like, it's the, it was the end of my, uh, well, the first week of my rotation, so I'm back to Monday to Friday, so, which is great. But at the same time, I've worked eight of the last nine days after Mom, coming off yeah. of nine and ten so i uh, i'm tired i am tired so can and then like... oh i'm already on it i'm on the giant bottle of peroni right now and i, I have no sign of stopping it just yet have you a couple um, in the freezer just in case oh god yeah oh jesus yeah what do you think i am a crazy person coming home to where maybe to wales you have a better oh, chance he's, he's talking about wwe is coming home <laughs> it's back on the road yeah it's coming home uh, it's not coming home anyway i love how um england have just been handed the euros like they're playing if they make it to the final they play all but one of their games in their home stadium they got the weak side of the draw and they're still gonna fuck it up it's beautiful yeah they're going to lose to a team that doesn't have a striker on the pitch I actually, in a weird way, I kind of hope they beat Germany so they think they've got a chance at win it and then they lose to like Sweden or somebody. On penalties, of course, as is tradition. That would be hilarious. Yeah. As much as I love the Germans, I always support them in, um, in major tournaments. This is puke football they're playing from what I've seen. Now, it's limited, to be fair, what I've seen of them. But I heard they were playing this shitty no-striker stuff and I saw a bit of them and I was like, ah, lads... Well, they That's only bet Portugal because the Portuguese right back, you know, just chose not to defend for the entire game. And the, German left, the German left winger just like scored a goal and assisted three of them. So, you know, Gnabry, Gnabry or whatever. Uh, no. Oh, I can't think of his name. He's a new enough lad. Oh, Would the young be. blonde guy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the master race guy. What's his name? Oh, master um, race guy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't. Think I know of his who name. you mean. I can't think of his name now either. He but was, I was looking at it going. Him. You're like Mario Gomez could probably come on for 15 minutes for you there. You know where's Podolski? Where's all these uh, lads? What's the other lad? Miroslav Klose. Klose, ah, such fucking players though. They had all amazing teams just down to the years. a ball into the box and he'd get his head to it. Yep. Have you ever heard the Mario Gomez song? I don't it's just know. someone singing Mario Gomez over and over again. That's the only lines of the song. And really, that's all you need when you're talking about that glorious man. It's true. It's true. Uh, Who's he? Leverkusen, uh, wasn't it? Yes. Um, did he play for Dortmund at one point? Maybe? Uh, sure do. I don't know. It's like a swingers party over there in Germany a lot of time. They just keep dipping in and out of uh, different clubs the whole time. <laughs> Deliverance saying he's wearing a Wales shirt at work tomorrow in England. He may not survive. Oh, we oh. have to talk about we have to talk about the politics and football thing. So uh, at the start of all the games, we have you know the Black Lives Matter kind of um, sign of respect, and there's like a, a pause for thirty seconds or whatever, and they're starting to get booed, especially by English fans, to say that they don't want politics in football. And what are they going to talk about for the next few days in the lead up to the Germany game? <laughs> 
Two there world wars and one world German cup. bombers in the air. It's exactly what they're going to talk German about. German bombers in the air. Uh, why are they booing Antox? Because they're fucking... I don't know. They, they say that it's political. They say they don't want politics and football, but it's just racist. It's just a bunch of fucking racists. Yeah. Simple as. Put it this way, um, Antox, after every like high-profile game over here in, in the Premier League, black footballers effectively go on Twitter and share screenshots of the racial abuse they get in their DMs every week. Yeah. Ridiculous do like. Do you remember when was it there was two incidents I remember really at the top at the top of my head. Do you remember when Son was accused of diving against Man United? I remember I was going, I was going, oh god. Remember he got hit, he got slightly hit in the face or something? Oh he, yeah. Somebody got sent off or he got yeah. Whatever it was. Anyway, look, it was a you nothing got a goal incident. Pulled back from it. That's what it was. That was it. It was a nothing incident, but it cost United a goal or some bullshit. And I remember me and Fitz talking about it in WhatsApp, going, uh, well, he's going to get racially abused after the match. And the uh, what was it? The player against the player for Palace. He played against United, and he made two mistakes and was subbed off. Or sorry, he made two mistakes and then got sent off in the first few minutes. And I remember going, Jeez. "Oh, I feel terrible for the guy." He was like, "Yeah, it's a bad performance." And I was like. That's not why I feel terrible. He's a black guy and he's going to get absolutely slaughtered on Twitter for the next 24 hours. That's yep. the way some of them are. It's, it's shocking. Mar- Marcus Rashford got destroyed after the Europa League final. He was posting screenshots of was it monkey emojis being sent to him on, on Instagram and all sorts of shit yep. like that. Oh, it's only and a then- game of football. But then you get the likes of Ian Wright, who was re- he was a former footballer. Yeah. He's been retired twenty years nearly at this stage. He got man. sent loads of fucking DMs from an Irish teenager who was sending him loads of different shit. He posted screenshots. The the Met Police got involved. They obviously liaise with the the IT crowd over there. Uh, Instagram shared the details so they could track down the kid. The Irish police got involved. Went to court. And the judge said, ah, look, he's only a young lad. He probably didn't know what he was doing and let him off with a warning. Yeah. So, like, there's no consequence to this sort of stuff. So it's not going to stop. Yeah. Until you go and literally break someone's legs or chop their knees off. That's the only sort of punishment that these fucking Muppets are going to learn. Yeah. It's the anonymity of social media as well. Absolutely. Hate it. Yeah. If, uh, if I can set up a Revolut account within 10 minutes by merely just scanning a picture of my driver's license or passport and they can send me out a card for financial transactions. Surely Twitter, Facebook, Instagram have a way and means of verifying people's identities, force people to have a picture on their profile that they have to take through the app. So it's a live photo, not an uploaded one. And you have your name displayed on your profile as well, not some gibberish. There's no reason that shouldn't be the case. You mean not, not first name bunch of numbers? Exactly. Yeah. The, the Sinn Féin uh, Twitter bots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No um, reason for it. And the like, Alexa no list stands. <laughs> like, people like all these fucking marky fucking weirdos that have like seven accounts, one set <laughs> yeah. up for Mark for standing out to their other favorite wrestler. Like, <laughs> people oh, live nice. in a sad multiverse that this is their entire social fucking experience Christ it's depressing that's the start of the show we haven't talked about wrestling yet um, <laughs> yeah. 
basically, it's just myself and Fitz. Uh, Gordo is having severe AIDS with his internet connection. And, and with his penis. And with his penis, of course, as usual, and his sexual partners. Um, All one of Nikki, them. Nikki. What do we say about Nikki? How do we kill Nikki off? Do we tell well, he's doing a good stories? job of that himself. <laughs> true, true. I don't know. Nick is Nikki sick. might come back at some stage. He might be back. He's sick. He, he's not up to it this evening, so... Send prayers um, and beer to Galway. Mm-hmm. Prayers and beer. It will heal him up. Yeah. Send cheese. <laughs> he actually will. <laughs> Send a mistake that's barely cooked. He'll fucking love it. That, but you know what? Maybe let's link those two together. Nick ate a really barely cooked steak, <laughs> and now he can't do the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's science. It's uh, correlation oh, equals did. causation. By the way, I just thought that he doesn't have COVID. Just so to four people think he has COVID. I forgot no. the world we were living in. He does not he have COVID. He had COVID. He had COVID a long time ago. <laughs> he's fine now. He's got other problems. Yeah, um, his penis yeah. fell off. His penis fell off. Gordo AIDS. It spreads. Yeah. It's worse than COVID. And there's no cure. You can pump all the 5G into the body and, and then it's not going to do anything. Even Bluetooth couldn't fix this. Good Lord. Bluetooth too. Um, mm hmm. Appreciate the lads in the chat. Um, the Friday night slot doesn't draw anymore, I find. Or maybe it's because there's no AEW on, on in the midweek. People are catching it on the, the DL. But mm. I appreciate anyone that showed up anyway. Cheers, lads. Um, bus slip 4.0 is underway, we believe. Um, there's live reports at the moment that the first one, Sean Ross Sapp reported that there was more releases coming. He seemed to lean towards more staffers and said potentially talent, but this crack this week of this new hired writer, uh, uh, Kenise Mobley, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, her comments went viral this week from a podcast during the week where she admitted WWE hired her despite knowing she had no knowledge of the product. Bobby Ashley, I think she said. <laughs> Planet Arium. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. like, there's a a cohort of people online that maybe rightfully have this assumption that she was fired this week for exposing WWE's hiring policy of uh, taking on people with zero knowledge of the industry and the performers that they're going to script for. Mm. It's not outside the realms of possibility that she was shit can because of that. Yeah, uh, I think it's because she made it known publicly. I think um, Antok shared a tweet earlier from Sean as well. Um, they've, do, they've been hiring people with no wrestling knowledge for years. Twitter seems to think this is a new thing. This has been going on for decades. Yeah. Um, but usually at the top of the tree, there's a Booker man. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a Pat Patterson or, or a Jim Cornette at the time. Or, you know, there was always someone there that was more wrestling based yeah vince russo vince russo and ed ferrara yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was always someone there briscoe there was always uh, a guy a wrestling near mind. the top yeah wrestling mind near the top i'm hoping maybe triple h is doing that now but i i, I don't know what's going on between vince and triple h these days he's after bringing yeah. up his prize pig to main event and bring him out as generic wrestler number three <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, poor Carrie. We'll talk about Carrie Cross later. But you mean create um, wrestler number forty-eight? Yeah, <laughs> create a cross. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, Patrice O'Neill was a writer. I didn't know that. Shut That's up, Patrice. Cool. 
Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. apparently did really well there. Um, he was giving people like acting tips, you know, because they were just sent out to do promos and they never acted before. So apparently he, he did quite well there. But like I mean, everyone, he eventually left slash got fired. <laughs> so um, apparently there was a meeting uh, this afternoon where specific WWE cuts were being discussed with uh, the great Okan, Nick Khan, leading the charge on that. No word on when they'll happen. Uh, SRS says hopefully they just don't but yeah we will see yeah they mightn't happen today but when the last round of cuts it was usually around now wasn't it lunchtime yeah, Eastern it time. Like time of the day yeah yeah um, so it may happen during the show here we don't know we'll talk about it as they come in uh, if they come in um, yeah so we'll see how that goes for now uh, <laughs> I forgot Helen Nacelle was on last weekend. <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot about this. I didn't watch it, shockingly. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Let me look at the card here. I don't know why my man is just drawing a blank. I know the f- crappy finishes and stuff. McIntyre like, with the roll-up. Yeah, that was real bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. Are you telling me that somebody won a match in the WWE with a roll-up? Or the WWE title in a Hell in a Cell match in the main event of a pay-per-view. But are you aware, apparently this is something that they said on commentary, that in a Hell in a Cell match, anything goes. <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> I noticed that, all right. Apparently, they, really they mentioned this. Apparently, it's, it was it, said five times in the first Hell in a Cell match and ten times in the second. Tag. Yeah. <laughs> oh 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 my Vic is hurting NXT for me oh you we'll talk about this later on oh man I'm sure he's a great guy and I'm, but it, it's definitely a case that he's been directed to do this oh no he's he does absolutely that the worst person in the entire world oh, mainly because horrible. he gets to go home with to uh, Mackenzie Mitchell that's <laughs> true not gonna lie he seems like a sound cunt other than that but he has the infliction when something happens in mid-sentence yeah, and it happens every- all the time because he calls every punch or kick or anything and you're just, oh. You can't like, actually down. listen to it. It's so bad. As soon as you notice it, it's like I pointed out to a friend of mine that Mike Goldberg, when he, you know, before the fights in the UFC that have mm. Goldberg and Rogan and just stand there. So he'd go, so Joe, what do you think about this fight coming up? And then he'd turn right to the camera, smile like really big teeth out smile nod and then go back deadpan face back to joe rogan after every sentence and i can't watch him anymore every, i love the guy and it's it's hilarious once you notice it you can't unnotice it and i've yeah. noticed that with Vic now i they need to i thought beth was the problem beth is not the problem she's Vic fine problem. beth is just a bit monotone but yeah she makes up for that by being extremely knowledgeable and what she's actually saying is quite good yeah. I just wish she'd be able to um, verbalize it a little bit better. You know, almost the opposite to, to Vic. She doesn't use any inflection. Everything is at the one pitch, almost the one tone, like I'm doing mm-hmm. right now. And it's it, it can be a bit distracting. But obviously, the fact that um, Bad News Barrett is there saves it massively. He is fantastic. Yeah, and, and Bet's being in the venue helps. When they were doing it from home, it was yeah. pretty rough. <laughs> jumping across each other but hell in a cell uh, nothing happened at hell in a cell really um 
Why did it happen then? Well, it was a month, so gotta get a pay-per-view <laughs> in, you know? You gotta blow off all these feuds. And it was the last pay-per-view in the Thunderdome era. Thank fuck. The Thunderdome era is nearly over, and that's the last pay-per-view. Um, yeah. It feel, we'll talk about it with Raw, I guess. It feels like there's a bit of a change in the air. But we've said that before. And we've <laughs> been let down by this before. Um, so the rumor going around is that there, there's a Big E singles run coming to Raw. So it kind of makes sense. Uh, so Xavier has been beaten by Lashley and he was taken out at the end of the match. They had him beaten up through the cage as, as Kofi had to look on. Kofi is facing Lashley at Money in the Bank. He's going to get squashed. And then the theory that I'm throwing out there is Big E to win the, the money in the bank to avenge the lads. What you think? Okay, a couple of questions here. So, you know, bear with me and hopefully you might be able to shed some light on it. Mm-hmm. Why was Xavier Woods in a cell with Lashley? You see, he came out and challenged him. Being a clever person, he just went and decided to challenge the champion. Why do you need to win Royal Rumbles and money in the banks when you can just come out and say... I want a match or beat people up backstage. Why the was there the realm of kayfabe? <laughs> why was there a cell on Raw the night after a pay per view dedicated to Hell in a Cell? So, uh, NBC Universal were upset that Fox got a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown. <laughs> so they had to get a match. And I enjoyed the fact that Xavier Woods got a big match. I love Xavier Woods, and it was cool to see him get a chance like that. Give him the damn king of the ring. Okay, he's done enough. <laughs> Just give him the king of the ring. But apparently, yeah, NBC were, were upset that the SmackDown, that Fox got Roman and Ray. Um, oh, they get he Lashley got and Woods. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. In fairness, those are two massive names in a big match on Fox. Like So that was... I can see their point, but they're going to be like, could you not just book our show better to be at least half as good as SmackDown? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which isn't all that great anyway, but... Okay, yeah. so that... He just challenged them and got a match because... Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Why is Kofi facing him at Money in the Bank? Uh, he beat Drew or something, wasn't it? You know, he, he, he beat Drew for number one contendership last week, didn't he? Or am I going crazy? No, that was a few weeks ago for Drew to get into the match at Hell in a Cell. Kofi challenged him last week, I think, because he actually pinned Lashley that time. Do you remember? Oh, he rolled, he rolled him up. Yes. It's, it's something along those lines that he he has a win over Lashley and he he's challenging him for the title. Oh yeah, well champion. sure, that's the rules exactly. Say it, yeah. say it, say those words. You get the title. There you um, go. So that's that. I think it could be cool. MVP's been gaslighting him since he's not the main eventer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So. Ah, MVP doing yeah. some good work so. There was the whole thing with MVP saying that Xavier Woods is dragging Kofi down. That was that was part of it too, and then Kofi had to prove himself. Yeah, that was. It wasn't bad actually. It, the match was good. The story leading up to it was a nice, short, quick story, and we got a big main event out of it. So, like, bro, do you know I'm going to say something crazy here, Fitz? Okay. Apart from the usual nonsense that we all hate and we all have to put up with, Raw was pretty okay this week. Mm. Decent, yeah. Couldn't believe I couldn't believe myself even saying those words. You had a lot of money in the bank matches or qualifying matches, so you had, you know, matches with stakes. Um, the less said about the Alexa Bliss stuff, the better. And then you had a banger of a main event. So, oh, Tony Nice, Welp. man, he's well, still there. If he's uh, tweeting that, 
I would imagine that he might be on the way out. Mm. Nothing confirmed yet, anyway. Or he's really insensitive to his co-workers who are about to get fired. Yeah, Um, there's timing and then there's bad timing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he doesn't have enough talent to be able to get away with bad timing. (laughs) I think Twitter will eat him alive if he's joking there. Um but yeah, Raw, like, yeah, I suppose we'll get to it later on, actually. Better off getting to it later on, because I want to talk about Joey Janela <laughs> going to the Seminole County Board School Meeting, or School Board Meeting, I should say, with Drake Wirtz. This was fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the video of him getting kicked out because he wouldn't stop shouting. But Drake is psychotic, dude. Did you watch that? Oh, you sent us the clip, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, he is psychotic. He is gone. What is he at like? What is going on with the man like? So SRS had the report here of uh, Janela. And he says that Janela told Wrestling Perspective podcast that he hadn't even decided to attend until midway through the meeting. He went and got some appropriate clothes. I love that line uh, because, you know, you have to dress like one of them and sped to the meeting. And said that Drake immediately recognized him, knew who he was and why he was there. And he was polite to him during and after the experience. He says that he got a lot of people that actually worked into thinking he's an anti-masker. I saw that. There was replies (laughs) even on his tweet asking for Tony Khan to fire him. (laughs) Which was made it all the better. He's working better. people into a shoot. I love it. Oh, this this happened during NXT, and myself and Gordo were in bits. It was fucking amazing. Oh, shout out to Joey Janela. That is top quality shit. <laughs> when I saw that uh, come true, I thought I I I was genuinely uh, on the fence as well. I was like, because Janela's that kind of character that could actually kind of go either way, you know? Yeah. On certain things, and um, but no, he he worked as good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very, very good. I hope he Shout runs for the school to, board uh, president. Nicolaj in the chat. Still alive, I see Nick. You keep yeah, fighting we, that good fight. Yep. <laughs> Just remember to cook your steaks properly the next time and you won't be sick. Mm-hmm. Yep. You had a you had a very rare steak and now you've been missing for two weeks. That's the story we've been telling people. <laughs> yep. And your penis fell um, off. Sorry about that. Yeah, you got Gordo AIDS. And you're falling off penis. But we had to tell the truth, you know? Steaks anymore for a while. Oh, no. Oh, that's worse. But you get painkillers, right? Some form of painkillers. Make a little cocktail. A little beer. A little painkiller. See what happens, you know? And we'll find out. Um, The Diamond Mine. Stokely Hathaway. Malcolm Bivens fits. He's on TV. No painkillers. Bastards. Uh, Malcolm Bivens. I'm very happy about this. Um, well, where's Indu Share? That was, that was my overriding emotion right now. I was like, I need to see Indu Share on my screen because they are Malcolm Bivens. Amazingly, one of them was on Raw this week. So what? Yeah. They had this really bad segment backstage with uh, Jinder. Oh, you, you, you can stop there. You can yeah, just stop okay. after. They had a really bad segment backstage. Just while it's in my head, they had Cedric and Jeff Hardy standing beside each other with Jinder, complaining that they didn't get money in the bank qualifying matches. Do you remember what Cedric and Jeff Hardy were doing last week by any chance? They weren't very mm. pally. 
Cedric tried to end Jeff Hardy's career. Yeah. <laughs> and there they are, just all pally pal this week. And Jinder had the whole thing where he's like, well, if somebody can't make it to the match. So that could have, something could happen there. But anyway, Diamond Mine made their long-awaited debut in NXT, which we're told, this is from Fightful, I think, which we're told was a big part of the NXT increasing their focus on the cruiserweight division throughout the summer. Fife learned that Diamond Mine has been planned for months, even well before Roderick Strong, quote, quit in storyline on NXT TV. It was actually planned to debut the stable well before, but it was moved back on more than one occasion for it to take centre stage on an episode of NXT, like this week. And Malcolm Bivens is leading the charge. one big problem with the Diamond Mine. Because Tessa wasn't there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge test blanchard mark <laughs> they advertised the diamond mine for weeks on end well uh, multiple weeks leading up to today saying they were going mm. to debut on this week's episode of Dyn- of uh, not dynamite obviously nxc the entire show was going through and no mention of diamond mine nothing happened we get to the main event segment vic joseph is doing his wrapping up speech and still no sign of diamond mine and then they oh my god who are these people what are they doing mm. here Ah, oh, that was so main rostery. I, I, I did forget about them. It was only because I was scrolling Twitter and I, I think Alex was like, where's the diamond mine? Did they say that it's not on here? And boom, there you go. So you got uh, Malcolm Bivens leading Roddy Strong, um, Tyler Ruff. Ruff, isn't it? Rust. Rust. Tyler Rust. And then <laughs> who is the Japanese guy against? Something Suzuki. He's a co- He Well, everyone thought he was going to be hired as a coach for um, NXT. I can't hmm. think of his actual name, but uh, people weren't expecting him to be a performer. He might not yet be, but uh, interesting to see him there. He seems to be. I saw Josh Barnett tweeting a whole thread about the guy this today, saying this guy is the shit. So, Hideki Suzuki, okay. So, he, Josh Barnett is putting him over something fierce on Twitter, so I'm interested to see. I've never heard of this guy. I don't know who he is, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pretend I do. Um, but I'm interested to see what this is going to be like then, if this guy is this good. So, trained by Billy Robinson. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I know nothing about the guy, I have to be honest. So, that should be fun. Um, I'm, I'm also kind of curious because, you know, this is a push towards the cruiserweight division, so to speak. You know, that's what Fightful is reporting. Do they not realize they've got a whole show dedicated to the cruiserweight division? Maybe not after today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Um, well, Tony Nese looks to be gone. So we'll see how, as the uh, the names start to come in, they might happen while we're on air here. So yeah, it's, it's, but yeah, nobody watches 205 Live and I'm hoping maybe that's the end of it. Maybe they're going to integrate new characters onto Raw. Like they remember, like they used to do. Or the two or five guys would be there to put in. They would lose, but they'd put in good matches against people rather than watching, you know, Cedric against Jeff Hardy three weeks in a row. But Steve, New Day against Rorke Bro three days, three weeks in a row, and so on and so they on. They don't need to do that with the cruiserweights. They were already after calling up two champions from NXT to job out on the main roster already. Oh, yeah. Gonna get into it. Yeah, I want to talk about carrying cross. Yeah. That's I, I'm assuming that Twitter is overreacting here and that obviously it's a dark match for 
the, the people in the main roster, the agents, to see them up close? Because obviously, I'm assuming with COVID protocols, they don't go the whole thing. They don't go to the CWC to watch these wrestlers and all that shit. So maybe they're like, hey, bring these two guys up. We want to see them up close and personal. Working under main roster booking, you know, in terms of the matches. I'm guessing that's what it is. But then why well, televise it? Why not do it when you're back on the road in three weeks? Why not do a dark match cross against Bronson Reed for the fucking live crowd before the ma- before the show? Something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, seeing him without Scarlet and the big entrance is <laughs> they made him look so generic. And he, he definitely toned down his mannerisms and everything. And but hey, I'm gonna check out the match because Shelton against Cross sounds good. And also the fact that it's it's main roster now, so you're up against uh, quote unquote the land of the giants. Hmm. He's going to be there, and you can see it with Shelton to a degree, where he's face to face with people his own size, and that really reinforced a lot of people's kind of thoughts around him that he is quite generic looking. Um, the entrance didn't help. The the, the debut on main event didn't help so annoying (laughs) they need to do something with him and i don't know what it is but if they don't get his debut on the main roster right i think he's doomed to fail oh he's kind of missed though oh he's made for the main roster thing is don't let him stand beside randy orton they do that too often with nxt call-ups and they put him beside six foot five randy orton and he dwarfs everyone <laughs> mm. keep him away from randy for a while haven't gone to 205 live and kill all of those people that could I be see fun what, remember was it yeah it was survivor series 20 uh, 20, 2018 maybe when nxt had that kind of breakthrough event mm. when keith lee and all these people really kind of made everyone stand up and take notice of him that is how you debut someone on the main roster. You really kind of yep. put them over strong. Now, they fucked that up because they kept Keith Lee down for too long. And by the time they brought him back up, they'd fucking butchered him and bitched him out with the new ring gear and the new entrance music. They took his edge. They took what was cool about him away from him. So if they're going to just bring up Karrion Cross in the most damp squib way possible by taking away the sex appeal of Scarlet... By taking away his overly elaborate entrance, which I'm not a big yeah, fan you. of anyway, uh, <laughs> and having him there against a, a big, muscly guy like um, Shelton. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, then you're really not doing the chap any favors. It, it almost looks laughable that he's carrying the belt if people are seeing, if people don't watch NXT and are somehow watch main event. I don't know if that type of person where are those people i'm sure there are so if their introduction to say oh geez i wonder what's going on in nxt these days and to see generic wrestler 47 come out with the belt and say oh well if he's the champion down there fuck am i gonna watch that you know Mm. it 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 can dampen even the the mood or the the progress that nxt is making because for the last few weeks we've rightly said it has been very good but i'm just worried that if main roster people see this version of cross that everyone's not invested in and realize that he's the champion he's the top guy of that promotion then they're really not going to be too invested in him remember our theory from was it last week or the week before where we're like vince is you know he's on the way out he now he just wants to take the piss out of triple h he wants to annoy him see how far he can push him so he looks at the ratings and see oh nxt is beating AEW in the ratings since the switch till friday you know what 
bring up the two champions and let me bury them on main event. <laughs> oh, stuff. Um, Damien Priest is returning imminently as well. In an update on Damien Priest's absence, there were rumors of a back injury which had been denied to us. Uh, not us. <laughs> Fightful. <laughs> oh, oh, God. No, to us. To, to us. us, to us. We were, cho- we were talking to all of our sources. Uh, probably be available soon as next week if WB has creative plans for him. So that's that could be the problem. <laughs> yeah. Mojo Raleigh's in a, in a movie. That could Aren't be like the G.I. Joe movie before. or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Cool. I guess. That's, um, that's neat. They, there, there could be a big push actually coming for Damien Price in a not too distant future because uh, he was name dropped by Booby Lashley as a potential upcoming opponent, possibly at Money in the Bank if the whole uh, Kofi thing doesn't pan out for whatever reason or if they need to switch in or switch out. But the people are quite high in him apparently, which fair play. He deserves it. He's kicked it out or he's kicked it out of the park knocked it out of the park there's the phrase and uh yeah he's, he's been doing quite well that sounds good um an odd one here with these releases after all that's been going on did they release keith lee oh i think only if it's his choice or if and i could be shocked record. but i i i give you braun Strowman. so i i, I know keith lee can wrestle uh, Braun Strowman's perfect for WWE so it's anything's possible here let's see uh, did you watch AEW last week last Friday I did oh, I watched it on uh, Saturday <laughs> um, I went to bed <laughs> this MMA rules thing seems to have divided everyone you either loved it or hated it it was no bueno it was a Hurricane Rana in it I like the presentation of it. I like that, you know, they had Aubrey in the black shirt and they had the MMA presentation. The day of arena looked cool. The ring looked cool. Um, I don't think it was as bad as people made it out to be. I was all right. It was the perfect conditions to have a match like that. Mm. A taped show where you can swap out the ring for the fight pit cage, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you don't have a live crowd for the match, so you're not going to get any weird fan reaction towards it. Um, I wouldn't have opened the show with it anyway, definitely not. It was a... Whatever about suspending your, your belief for, for professional wrestling, it's hard to suspend your belief knowing you're watching a rigged MMA fight. Mm. It it was bad. Like the The punches were held back were bad. It was just... Yeah, striking was really bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. Um, the, like, I said about it as well. <laughs> so that was... I, didn't, I, I thought it was... No, we, we have to watch so much wrestling for the stupid fucking podcast. It was at least it was something different. You know, I was like, ah, oh, cool. Let's see what happens here. And there was a cool angle at the end with Jericho, you know, having his arm potentially broken by MJF. And mm. then that son of a bitch... That terrible, terrible bastard man. MJF struck Dean Malenko. And Dean took... What if the old men were bumping hard last week? You had Million Dollar Man on, on Tuesday and you had fucking Dean Malenko on, on, uh, on Friday night. 
and JR's call. That's a 60-year-old man with Parkinson's disease. I know. <laughs> Do you know what, right? And he can get a lot of criticism, rightly, uh, for, for some of the stuff he performs with. But JR is just fucking... He is the voice of wrestling. <laughs> it was so good. I fucking pissed myself laughing at it. But that was the oh. point. You, you were supposed to go, oh, Jesus, yeah, he's 68 and he's got Parkinson's. Like, could you imagine <laughs> Michael Cole or Vic Joseph trying to deliver that line? Oh, my. <laughs> That's exactly what you'd get. <laughs> uh, like... <laughs> Play by play wrestling commentators goes Kevin Kelly, JR. That's it. Might throw Morrow in there. A lot of people don't like Well, him, he's not there anymore, so that's why he didn't really include him. Yeah. That's what you need to do. You need to get Morrow just back on TV, anywhere. Just Mar- NXT is like, me and Gordo have declared it to be back, right? It's back. If you get Morrow back, it's super back. Hashtag back. <laughs> back back <laughs> back back I don't think Mara wants to go back there and I don't blame him but mm. uh, yeah um, that is to be I only watched that because um, I knew it was a tape show and I didn't know if anything else was going to make any difference so I only watched the, the, the cage fight so was there anything else on there that was worth talking about or was it just kind of one of these uh, uh, Brock Anderson's debut was reasonably good Cool. It's scary how much he looks like his dad. Yeah, uh, he, he had the baby blue trunks on, which was kind of funny and a bit of a throwback. <laughs> oh, um, man. He looks like now, such an old man. Like now, It's him, Aaron Anderson, back in the 80s and 90s. He just looked old all of his life. He's, he's only 23. He's only 23? What? He's only 23. I thought he was in his 30s. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought he was in his 30s and he had a really hard life. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God, he's 23. Yeah, he's only a baby. Is there a gif in here of him yet? Brock Anderson. <laughs> oh, there is. Come on, yeah, now. that's not a 23-year-old man. He's got four kids and two ex-wives. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I suppose it looks worse when he's in the dad shorts. Yeah. Uh, oh, certainly. It was Anderson. So he looks uh, somewhat young in that one, but I think you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, I typed in Brock Anderson into the GIF search in, in Discord. There's that one that I posted, and the rest is from Talking Shop of Mania. <laughs> I'm looking at Sex Ferguson all through this. How has that happened? And Enzo at the gimmick table with the Rock and Roll Express here. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> what a sell job. Um, yeah. The, the one thing I didn't like about this, and I don't know if it was intended to be produced this way. I'm going to guess that it wasn't. But even with Brock in the ring with Aaron at the end of the match, they're having a nice, you know, big hug and celebration for him winning his first ever match. The camera cuts to Cody, who's up on the ramp. Cody didn't even come down to the ring to celebrate with him properly. It's like, yeah, they're turn like the crowd have, and I think most wrestling fans have turned on Cody at this stage. He's got that go away heat attached to him now. Right. And, uh, I do notice that a lot more actually. Was it yeah. was it just the bad promo? Did it all kind of start from the bad promo? The, the I think that was a go thing. Very much a catalyst for it. Mm. Um, there's other things obviously 
Now, to be fair, I think the probably the thing that really kind of tipped me over the edge was him calling his child Liberty. Liberty. For fuck's sake. I'm still not over that. <laughs> <laughs> That's celeb- celebrity people or people who want to be celebrities. They're going to have weird kid names. No, no, I'm, yeah. no, if you, whatever you want to do with your life to improve your career or do whatever, fair enough. But you're fucking up that kid's future by giving them a stupid fucking name just because you hope that it'll get a little bit of media attention and people might think that you're fucking revolutionary because America. You've, you've got an interracial baby and you're calling it Liberty. Like, come yeah. on. Jesus. Help me here, like. Yeah. Uh, every, like, I'm sick of the whole Cody suit promo thing. Um, the divide between, or the alleged divide between Cody and Kenny and the Bucks. The booking divide, which has obviously happened between them as well, considering they're not involved in any kind of interlapping storylines or overlapping mm. storylines. Yeah, we've all said he needs to go away for a while, but I don't know how he revolutionizes that or how he changes that up. Is it a simple heel turn or what does he do? Or Remember Vampire Cody when he came back against Brody Lee? When he had the he black should, hair, was it? Yeah, that was kind of cool. Mm. And then he changed his hair back and I was like, damn it, Cody. Yeah. I have interracial babies didn't give them proper propaganda names. <laughs> right. <laughs> you also Story. don't have a tattoo. Yes. Yes. So uh, what we need to get is get Rory have the tricolor on his neck. Yeah. Yeah, tricolor on the neck. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we will the pay you Asians. five cancel coins to do it. <laughs> five cancel coins? Draped in a Celtic cross. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Is that the name of your next child or your tattoo? Yeah. Rory's kids are going to have to go to school in Galway. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to drive them into town every morning. Oh, God. My twin might have that tattoo. Oh, Lord. Lord. On their neck? He doesn't you have a neck no. tattoo. No. I'm kind of hypnotized here uh, by Enzo selling that super kick onto the table over and over again and then Maria and, and Hot Carl dancing. It's just non-stop. I need to get these passed on the shoulder. Okay. <laughs> um, I said that, uh, to be fair, I didn't see it, so I don't know, essentially. I have no idea what happened on AEW this week. But um, Jim Ross had an interview with uh, Andrade El Idolo. What, uh, what was... name did he call him this time? Uh, he, he avoided using names, to be fair. Well, that he called him call. Andrade the Idol. And okay. Andrade had to correct him as Andrade El Idolo. Uh, but he's saying that he has some surprises coming. So, you know, don't know if that's teasing anything or anyone. But we'll see. Um, side note on that, Miro absolutely buried Andrade this week on Twitter. Killed him dead. What yeah. was oh, something you sent earlier? The Charlotte thing, was it? Yeah. So Andrade effectively said, you know, he's coming for the goals. He's, he, he wants all the titles. And Miro effectively said, oh, well, it looks like championship opportunities just run in the family. So <laughs> nice. Uh, good stuff. Quality. Uh, not much else really happened as far as I can remember. They're, um, they're back on live TV tomorrow night, which is good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watch that live. live. Yeah, I'm going to watch that live tomorrow night. Because it's on at 1am, isn't it? It's 8pm 8, 8 Eastern yeah, tomorrow Yeah, back to normal nice. time, I believe. Nice. And it's back to Wednesday next week. Yep. Good times. Good times. Let us forget the era of June 2021 AEW. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like, what, what day is it on? Who, what? 
Ah, uh, poor bastards. I actually feel sorry for them having to go through yeah. that fucking death yeah, slot the, on Friday night. The TBS um, TBS thing will be better, hopefully. They won't get preempted so much. Well, I, you know what? This is something we, we kind of touched on before. Do they need to rethink Rampage's time slot after SmackDown, considering the ratings that a regular Dynamite is getting? Do they need to maybe go before SmackDown? Because it's an hour show. Maybe if they went at seven. Yeah, the problem like, is the East Coast then. Or the West Coast then. True, true. Like, I suppose an hour, you know, it'll be 11 p.m. over there. Like, you'd be, you'd be used to watching Raw until 11 p.m., so it mightn't be too bad. But it is the whole Friday night element where it's a, it's a tough night to be on. Yeah, I, I still think they should go Sunday night. Sunday night heat element. Yeah. But, uh, obviously, then you've got the football and all that sort of stuff, so. You, you, could, you could have real fun with it and try it out. You know, you could say you're preempted or something. Go 10 p.m. Monday night. With Rampage and see what happens. Just fucking try it. Just try it. There's nothing worse than the third hour of Raw. Nothing. Hit that Greta. Hit that Greta. Oh God. How dare you? WWE have released Everrise. What? Yep. They were literally they had a match on NXT this week. Rory, look them up. They have a talk show on Saturday mornings on Twitter. It's fucking amazing. They're two very, very funny guys. <gasps> Fandango. Oh, no. Fandango and Everrise are gone. Oh, Holy shit. Everrise, they had something on Everrise. Fandango, more like, yeah. Oh, Craig, you bad man. Um, Everrise are I've- fun. I, I definitely think you should check them out. They, they're two very funny guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Yeah. Does Tyler Breeze survive? Oh, he's on up, up, down, down. He'll be fine. Everrise is Young Bucks knockoff. Not far off. Yeah. Not far off. Um, they're not as good in the ring as the Young Bucks either, I suppose. But they are. I they're think they're tr- very funny guys. I was only saying that last week or two weeks ago. Like they're a throwback tag team to like the mid early nineties. Old school yeah. wrestling ability, comedic, comedic timing. Ah, stop. Davari. Davari gone. I don't have SRS. I've just SRS on refresh here. Tell you that gutting 205 Live was not one of the plans NXT had to further emphasize the cruiserweight division. Ooh, nice is confirmed. So where are you seeing these, Sean? Because I'm just refreshing uh, yeah, SRS here. Fightful as an article. Uh, WWE oh. releases Fandango, Tony Nese, Ario Davari, and Everrise. Has Aaliyah survived again? Mm. The Phil Jones of WWE. The Chris Smalling of WWE. So 205 Live is getting it. Yeah. Uh, uh. Jesus. Fandango's Fandango. WWE run lasted way longer than you think. He was originally a Deet South project. His debut was November 9, 2006 against David Heath, Gangrel. My God. Wow. He's Zack Ryder, Ooh. that fucking gig. So, uh, speaking of Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona has posted a tweet with uh, him and Myers holding the tag titles and Nice holding the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, Fandango has tweeted... Uh, thank you Vince Triple H Steph uh, thank you for the last 14 years I truly appreciate it man I didn't see Fandango coming yeah he seemed like a company guy 
I know he's yeah. had a good few injury issues in the last couple of years, though. You think he's been around for, for like, he wrestled Jericho at, at Jimmer at Mania. fucking uh, Mania. And people were like, yeah. he got buried by Fandango, and Jericho said Vince made it up to him. It was the biggest payday he ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Breeze, Breeze, I said that too, but he does up, up, down, down. I think he's going to be fine. That show does very well, and they and have he 2 million has, subscribers. He also has the training school that he runs That's with Sean Spears. I just saw, <laughs> I'm just scrolling through the feed and Wrestling Observer popped up and it says WWE notes and it just has a picture of Becky Lynch. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? <laughs> like, fucking, is Becky Lynch? Have they lost their fucking minds? Um, uh, yeah, 205 Live Geo, Tony, Tony Nese and Aria Devari. Yeah. Oh boy. They really are cutting fucking ship on a lot of people. Is it because of all the new tag teams they've got in NXT now? Maybe not. They're not needing some more, even though that they do. Like, how much could they have been paying these people? Like, I think Fandango is probably on a decent bit of money. He's been there so long. He was quite. Over. He was. I think those lads were very over. Breeze and uh, the Fashion Police were hugely over. I'd imagine they sold a lot of merch. He probably got a decent deal when he resigned. Um, Nice and Davari were probably making fuck all. Comparatively, I'm sure they made a very good mm. living compared to what normal people make. But uh, another release confirmed. But I have to click a thing. No, thank you, PW Insider. Yeah, fuck that shit. Everice. Yeah, fuck that sucks. They were fun. They would have worked and, on the main roster. And they were on a program at the minute on NXT TV with um, Shane Strickland's crew. Yeah. They got beaten the fuck up though. They had a, they had what three segments on NXT on Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Remember the spray paint thing on the car? Yeah, with Top Dollar, and then I got beaten the shit out of the guys. Then, oh man, poor dudes. There goes that storyline. Yeah, whoo, good portion of the roster already. No, they didn't. I'm just looking at Juan here. No, they didn't fire a good portion of the roster. They have loads of cruiserweights. Um, interesting. Someone just posted Cody Air GIF. <laughs> I don't see any of these guys. Everize might do something on AEW Dark, maybe. I don't see Nice or Davari ending up in AEW. I don't think they they're not they're not probably worth that risk. Uh, Impact definitely. Don't see either of those guys in AEW. But who knows? No. Oh, got the character down and God help him, he has a terrible voice. Yeah. Uh, What's the character he has eight eight of them? He does. He does. Uh, let's see if more comes. Pretty much NXT or 205 Live, so it doesn't look to be much main rostery stuff. To be fair, they're thin enough on the main roster.
mean, that's probably where they're looking Spears, at Cross and yeah. who actually train a lot of the NXT talent down there. Uh, Zia Lee had up on her Instagram this week that she was training there and that she gives a lot of credit her for her development to that training school. Um, so he definitely would have a lot of goodwill based on that alone. Plus, yep. remember he uh, he volunteered to go back down to the main roster when his or back down to NXT when his main roster push wasn't working. Yep. So he's not afraid to do the work. Another guy just like Zack Ryder, same thing. They just yeah. they just want to be they just want to work. They don't want to sit back there. They're willing to do it, and they got rid of both of them. And there's loads of people that just love sitting back and catering. Which, to be fair, if they didn't have anything for me, I can't think of a better job in the world than sit backstage and watch fucking Raw and eat free chicken. And get paid a shitload of money. Not the worst gig in the world. I'm sure you have, I'm sure professional pride comes into it, but I don't have any of that. I just want to get paid. You know, so <laughs> you're a filthy street whore. <laughs> I just, I go to work to get paid. I don't go to work for any affirmation about my life or personality. It's one of those things that, you know, you get a new job and you're like, like it's something that's kind of happening at work with me now uh, without going into any specifics. It's like, okay, you're going to, we need, you're going to maybe go here or go there. Or, you know, it's time to move this place. And I'm like, does it pay any more? That's literally it. I'm like, does it pay me more to go here? Maybe. Well, maybe, maybe tell me if it does or not before I bother my arse. You know, it's like, why would I want to do this unless it's going to pay me more money or yeah. have less hours or more structured? For example, I was looking at a job recently, just kind of seeing what's out there. And I was like, one of my first questions was, what's the salary? I think that's a fairly normal thing. Mm. I was like, oh, we don't know that, but we'll find out. I was like, okay. And then I was going to have to go through a phone screening and two full interviews to find out what the offer would be. And I just ah, said, here. no, thank you. Bye. I don't, I don't have that. I can't take that level of time off work for you to tell me I might make less than I make now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So that's, that's my tangent. No, I, I completely get you, but the fucking money in the ad or give it a price range. Yeah, that's like that's best practice is to give, you know, a, a price bracket depending mm-hmm. on what the gig is. And obviously it's negotiable then. But I don't get this whole like three levels of interviewing for a job. Like unless okay. you're being a fucking like heart surgeon or fucking rocket scientist. So you really need to go through three fucking levels of an interview just to get a fucking a reasonably normalish job. No. Like I understand example, the phone screen to get rid of some people that mightn't be interested or just, you know. Yeah. Just a phone interview is, is absolutely sense. fine. Because yeah, you know 10, you can 15 do them minutes, nothing too hectic. Quick and easy. It, it it doesn't inconvenience anyone. You can do it in your fucking sweats at home, no problem at all. They can do it from their desk in the office. Everyone's a winner. Then you go through to an actual, you know, Zoom interview or in-person interview. That should really tell you everything you need to know. If you need yeah. to provide a portfolio of work or a demo of whatever else you're doing, you can submit that at that time as well. At that stage, they should have every bit of information they need to know about you to either think, yes, you make the shortlist or no, you don't. There's no reason to go to another in- level of interview or another one. It's fucking bureaucracy and fucking another job for people to do in the HR department. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Well, I told you the tale around maybe 13 months ago at this stage. I applied for a job in back-end system that you use, Fitz, uh, okay. who are also in Galway. Okay. And I went through the phone screening, all hunky-dory, went through the first interview, all hunky-dory. 
And then this third, the third, well, the second interview, but the third interaction was a, um, it was a meeting with the hiring manager in Ireland and a hiring manager, I don't know, in the UK or some shit, right? Recording's still going. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and it was like, okay, so I believe I told you something like this. So you're in a jungle. This is the first question I'm asked. You're in a jungle. There are four photographers and four cannibals and a boat. And you've got to get all of the people across the other side of the river. But you can't leave a cannibal with a photographer or a cannibal will eat them. And you have to get them all across the river. And I went five minutes into this. They give you five minutes to prepare. So they literally muted you, make it nice and awkward. And uh, I came back on and obviously... I didn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> I was like, what? And I, to this day, I think about it weekly. Genuinely, I think about it, where I should have just went, what does this have to do with the job? <laughs> when they come back to ask me, I would. I really wish, because I'd already decided by the time they came back that I was leaving the interview. I just said, no, this ain't for me. Um, firstly, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know the answer. And secondly, I don't want to work in a place like that that has that sort of RC yeah. shit. But I regret yeah. it to this day where I didn't just go, what does this have to do with the job? And they're like, oh, it's to measure your, and just close the laptop. <laughs> I was, I'm so annoyed because I knew by then I was gone. I didn't care anymore. And I'm really like, oh, damn it, Stephen, you're too nice. Why didn't you just fucking do it? Why are you traveling with cannibals? Yes. And what are they, what are they taking photographs of, if not the cannibals? <laughs> I should have went on an awful tangent going, how did these people get here? Tell me about their story. I want to learn about them. Um, so yeah <laughs> and in the last job it was supposed to be two interviews and they hired me on one so I don't know okay maybe they do need a third interview then <laughs> <laughs> to be fair the company was decimated by COVID so you know they, they got their comeuppance oh I missed that job it was so easy uh, give us a couple of the ones you use Nick I, I remember you saying them before but uh yeah I remember this getting one for uh, though, Nick. This was like needlessly fucking complex, though. I remember Sorry. getting one in, in. I think it was. I can't remember what company it was for. It was up in Dublin, and yeah, they just throw out a left field, and the, the recruitment agency just warned me about it in advance to say this company likes to throw in these random fucking questions at the end, and just to to get to see how you approach it. Is there a way of thinking effectively? So, you know, if if you can give them any sort of kind of train of thought of how you ended up with your determination you know it, that's that's what they're looking for really so yeah explain this one color green, green to a deaf and blind person that's a lot easier than <laughs> there's three cannibals there's three photographers there's a boat and a river you have to cross them all over the other side without one being with the other do you know it was just it was just like in a pressurized environment that is too much i think explain the color green to a deaf and blind person how would i do that how do Have you, you ever like seen fresh? broccoli? Yeah. <laughs> I think like the feel of grass, fresh, uh, nice smells. I don't know, something like that compared to, well, I could put two photographers on the board, but then there'd be three cannibals and only one photographer. But that was another thing. They, they couldn't outnumber the photographers. There was a lot of these things. I was like, lads, I've already stopped listening. Please let me leave. So Fantango was fired. That's that. <laughs> sure they can't hear you <laughs> they can't hear you yeah of course uh how would you explain it a deaf and blind person i'm assuming they know what grass is so i'd go 
come out till we have uh, a feel of the grass. I don't fucking know. Don't ask me stupid questions in interviews, Nick. That's what I'd say. <laughs> You'd write Actually, it out to you, them in Braille. What do That's you want to hear from that answer? Well, what's, the, what's the logic behind it? Ask Ryback to explain colors. Oh, God. <laughs> um, like, what was the other one you asked? Something about the moon as well? Some other weird one about a moon. Uh, but yeah, I got asked in my interview with, uh, not with Nick directly, um, about who would I want to play? I hate that question. So I don't ask it. Oshin does. Okay. Damn Oshin. Classic Oshin. Are you um, giving a brief though on what you expect an answer to be like? Straight to the moon. <laughs> I got asked who I'd want to play me in a biography about my life. And I said, uh, <laughs> I said Heat Ledger, right? Because I was like, well, he'll really commit to the part. So if I thought, you know, if this guy, this guy really commits to shit so much that he killed himself playing the Joker, um, I'd want that guy on my team, you know, that guy that's willing to go the extra mile. <laughs> it seemed to go over well. I didn't explain it quite like that, but you know what I mean? Hmm. <sighs> so yeah, Kyle O'Reilly beats, uh, Kushida, another champion beaten on TV. Hooray. Tell me how you really feel, Steve. I hate it. I hate it. It was a great <laughs> match, but I hate it. Stop doing this. Now, it made sense for the, you know, the whole thing that he had, you know, he, got, he goes into against Cole next week with a win. So, or two weeks or whatever it is. But what's the, like, is there going to be a payoff for this in terms of Kyle O'Reilly going for that championship? Um, I don't think there is. I'm hoping that he beats Cole and that's Cole's way out of the main or out of NXT and goes to the main roster. How they integrate him, I don't know. They'll have to be careful with that because Vince might see a small guy with small arms and get rid of him pretty quick. But let's see. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Trevor Dame quote tweets SRS's tweet about Fandango being released and he just says, Jesus Christ, how many people didn't know Bobby Lashley's name? <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's a quality tweet that is very good uh, yeah they had all these money in the bank qualifying matches on Raw quite good Ricochet won a wrestling match Fitz what are your thoughts on this against AJ Styles was it just a distraction roll up I believe there was some kind of distraction yeah there was what was it something to do with almost does somebody help him or something? I don't know. It's raw. I barely pay attention to it. I was just happy that some different winners happened. Uh, and this was the one I was shocked by. Asuka and Naomi beat even Marie and Dewdrop, official, uh, via roll-up, of course. Eva lost the match. Wait, well, did Eva Marie lose or did Eva Marie she took lose? the pin, yeah. No, Eva Marie, original. Original Eva Marie took the pin. Oh. I mean, Dewdrop, of course. Oh no, it's do you drop. Do you drop, okay. Yeah. I see. So I, um, I saw some shite about this on Twitter on Tuesday. Are they kind of going along the lines that she doesn't like that name and there's kind of a revolt coming or yeah, is that they, the vibe I'm they getting? They interviewed with um with giant Irish guy backstage and um they were like, and this is my partner, and then she's miming Piper saying her name is Piper and then do drop shoots. So, so, you know, it's going to lead to Piper Niven beating up Eva Marie. It's a very simple 
story. It's fine. You're supposed to hate the heels, people. You know, that's just the way it is. Well, to be fair, like... Not great, but it is what it is. (laughs) Anything to do with Eva Marie is going to get you easy heat. Yeah. Yeah. So you could definitely use that to build a new baby face, a.k.a. Piper Nevin. So if that's the end result of it, fine. It's not going to excite anyone, but it'll be fine. No. That's the thing. It's not going to do much. Um, but like, I suppose she'll get her comeuppance and might make Piper something, I suppose. I mean, it's not as bad as everyone's making it out to be. And I expected it to be because I expected Eva and Dewdrop to qualify. And then if Asuka and Naomi lose, can you imagine Twitter if Eva pinned Asuka? I was hoping it would happen because Twitter would have been fucking hilarious. So I'm at to the point where I'm so I don't care about Raw so much that I was like I'm kind of okay with even Marie pinning Oscar here because it'll be funny. That's, <laughs> so that's how bad the show is. That's how bad the show is. Nothing matters anymore anyway. Well, um, sure, the top female star in Raw this uh, this last while has been Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, people don't Not like even. that. Oh boy. So she did. The mind control stuff to Nia Jax, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Was that at Money in the Bank or back uh, WrestleMania Hell in a Cell, whatever it was called? That was at the Hell in a Cell, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why? Well, they they had really good timing on it. It Was very well done, but yeah, it's weird. How are you going to get away with this? I presume they have to kill this storyline before the return of the live crowd because. Yeah. This shit ain't gonna fly with a live crowd. Like, why does... I see Denise Salcedo tweeted it a few times. Why doesn't she just use her mind control to make the person lay down on flat on their back so she can pin them? Mm. Or why doesn't she use fireballs in the match? You know, the logic is kind of... Mind control deliverance, yes, she has mind control over Reginald, the wine dude, whatever the word they have for it is. Something with an S. Somalia. It's it's a word as far from that I was reared, you know, so I don't really try to use words like that. They're well above my station. I literally <laughs> only know it because it featured in an episode of The League. There you well, go. If you have not watched The League, watch The League. I know absolutely nothing about American football or fantasy American football, and I loved it. So give it a shot. Yeah. Password is taco. Yes. And uh, Nikki Cross is the main story. Oh, we'll go through the, the other ones. Money oh, in the Bank. Morrison beat, yeah, super cross. John Morrison beat Randy Orton via Starship Pain because uh, distractions, you know. And um, Riddle defeated Drew McIntyre via another, it says victory roll. It was another little roll up situation. Um, but the main thing, Nikki Cross is a superhero now. That's a thing. <sighs> Now, I'll say this. Maybe she can get it over. Maybe it'll be funny. Mighty Molly was great. But Mighty Molly and the Hurricane were an amazing comedic duo. Exactly. So let's see. It's only been one week. Let's see. She gets her on TV, I guess. It's... Now, <laughs> you have to admire how she's somehow gotten this gimmick onto TV. And she got a, like a very long promo backstage with the thickest Scottish accent you could possibly imagine. That's about spirit, but all you hear is spirit. So I'm like, are these Americans understanding what she's saying? Because I'm struggling here. Um, 
Uh, she has superpowers and fuck it. I don't think she has superpowers. Only her spirit deliverance and her belief in the good. Yeah, she's got the Holy mankind. Spirit. You know, the Father mm-hmm. and the Son and the Holy Spirit. She's got yes. that. So Bliss Cross Applesauce was back, basically. Oh boy. Yeah. What I a minute. see the match here. Where is it? Money in the Bank qualifying match. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler via roll up, of course. Jesus, did all the matches end in roll up? Let me see. A ricochet one with a recoil. Roll up on Eva. Distraction on Orton. Roll up on Cross. Uh, not that Cross. By Cross on Baszler, I should say. Victory roll on Drew. And decisive finish in the main event. Lashley and uh, Xavier. Very heavy roll up show, yeah. Distractions and roll ups were all over the shop. AKA Monday Night Roll Up. It felt more than it felt more than usual, though. <laughs> it was just like, even though you got some fresh matchups, though, so that's always good. However, they are doing the last chance saloon match next week with all the losers of the matches getting a shot. That's AJ Orton and, and Drew. Drew, which would be a banger, I'd imagine. Purple threat match. Oh, guaranteed that opens the show. It doesn't have a definitive finish and they're going to run it back for the main event. That's oh, my God, lock yeah. of the week. In hell in a cell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's all the wrestling, I think, this week. Um, uh, yeah. Smackdown last week, we didn't talk about it, but I didn't watch it, so I'm, I didn't I'm going see to be it either. Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, I was I was either work. I think I was working the Saturday. Yeah, I was working Saturday, so I wasn't staying up for that. The um, um, Hell in a Cell, Ray, Roman. Was there anything to come out of that? I can't really remember. I didn't even see anything about it on Twitter. Right. It just seemed like Roman won strong. Yeah, it didn't make any impact on Twitter. From what I can see, I woke up the next day and I just looked up the results. Normally, if you you know if a show was good or whatever, or a show was really bad, yeah. Twitter is, still has all, loads of tweets, but didn't seem to do. Was AEW on right afterwards? I think it was, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing then, yeah, AEW was fresher on the tweets then because I saw loads of stuff about AEW, so. Uh, mm. No dodginess in the SmackDown cell. Was it any good, Nick? Is it worth going back to watch? Because I like both guys. 16 minutes. That's pretty decent. For a big-ass main event on free TV. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Let's see what they're going to do now. Oh, I wanted to hit roll. You saw NXT, didn't you? Yes, sir. God, they're great. Yeah. So fucking simple. Yeah. I haven't seen a bad word about Hit Raw yet. They're very fun. And um, you know, it it's it, it's a nice blend of people as well. Mm. You know, you've 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 got the confident kind of I want to say normal sized kind of guy in, in Swerve. Then you've obviously got the big powerhouse guy. You've got the the girl. I don't know if she can wrestle. I presume she can. I haven't seen her in the ring yet. And then you've got the other guy who just looks like he wants to kill everyone all the time. Yeah, he's a so lunatic. There's a, there's a nice blend and a mix between them all. And they're all confident and, and good speakers, which makes them immediately entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. Like In WWE, in the land of WWE, the most overriding quality someone can have is the ability to speak. And you see so many great wrestlers let down by the fact that they can't speak and they inevitably don't get pushed or get released or, you know, just fickle away into the background or into catering because they can't speak. These guys, if they keep them together and keep the booking relatively good and strong, 
have a shot at doing something great. Yes, sir. Was there any more release? Actually, I haven't checked anyway. Just doing a refresh here on Fightful. We're not posting any breaking news of people being released on Select as we find out. uh, As we find out the how, why, and information I'm meeting, that's what goes on Select. Uh, Nothing since. Hmm. Okay. Ari Devari. Yeah, that's weird. These aren't uh, massive names. Surprised with Fandango. Didn't. To be fair, I hadn't thought about Fandango. He was just mm. there, I guess. Uh, not necessarily breaking news, but I did see that the WWE have confirmed they're coming to the UK in September. Oh, yeah. They're touring. Uh, well, I can, from what I see so far, I think it's five dates, four or five dates uh, between Scotland and uh, England. So clearly, football is coming home. Sorry, no, mm-hmm. WWE is coming home. Sorry, Craig, football will never not, be coming not home. Football, no. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, our friends at the Wrestling Life podcast put this up there. Fandango referring to London as the old foggy apple during <laughs> one of the Breezango sketches was great. Yes, it was. The windy, that was everything had an apple when he talked about the cities. Chicago was the windy apple. It was all, that was good stuff. Um, the, what was the, the mystery they had to solve backstage for a couple of weeks and the crowd would go crazy every time the vignettes played? Ah, oh, they were fun. It was the hottest thing fun. on SmackDown for it a was. year. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Ah, oh, well. And it, it was like, um, you know, the Zack Ryder Z True Long Island True Long Island story. Christ, that seems difficult to say. Um, you know, because it got so over, they were almost punished as a result of it. It had that feeling towards it. We, we talk about that at least once a month. About what just, and, and Miro, Rusev. Same thing. We're like, yeah. these guys got themselves over and were punished for it. It feels like it. You know, it's almost like they were given this comedy shtick to almost, you know, embarrass them to a degree. And they got it over massively to the point of where the company is like, well, you know, you know take them down a peg. Fucking ridiculous. Any other company in the world is crying out for people to be over. Do you know, anyone else would love to for half their... I'll die on this hill. Zack Ryder was getting chanted at The Rock in Madison Square Garden. And they did nothing with the guy. And threw him off a stage in a wheelchair. Rusev Day was the most over thing in the company for a year. And it took them, what, eight months to release a shirt or something? Yeah. AW have that shirt on that night. They have Pro SNT spinning those t-shirts out immediately. Money on the table. Money on the table. Uh, Wrestling Life again. Oh, shit, it's gone. Oh, you know that thing where it scrolls up and it's gone? Yeah. Damn it. Someone replied uh, or retweeted. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, NXT tweeted 21 hours ago, the NXT official account, with new platforms come new responsibilities. Matt Martell and Chase Parker are finding out new negotiations. Watch the YouTube premiere of Everrise Live last night. It was like, you always hear about the right hand not knowing what the left is doing in a big company like this. But firing two guys the day after they started a new show on your YouTube channel sure is wild. Oh, fuck me. What a company. <laughs> what a company. <laughs> you gotta laugh. You just... And, like, that's the thing, and, I, and I've said it, I, I, even towards the, the early stages of this podcast years ago, if you're a young wrestler coming through and you weren't kind of 
say if you're like early 20s, so you, you wouldn't have been around for the WCW days, you wouldn't have been around for the ECW days, you might have had some of the good TNA stuff, but probably not. And all you had growing up was the PG era of WWE. Oh. And now you're coming through into a, an environment where you have the likes of AEW, you have New Japan, you have whatever Ring of Honor is and whatever Impact is. You know, WWE doesn't have the same pull factor that it would have had for the likes of the Finn Balors, for the era of our age groups, you know, the, the mid-30s, mm. for example. And how they're acting as a company now, it's really going to act as a deterrent for the younger talent, the 20-year-olds coming through, who are not necessarily money-orientated, but are career-focused and are passionate about the art that they're producing. If and when a time comes where they need to choose whether they go to WWE or whether they stay on the indies or keep an open contract with the likes of AEW New Japan, more and more talent are going to go the open route and keep their options open and not go to the Fed. They're, they're hurting themselves massively the more they act like this and break contracts and fire people. And it's, it's reputation sticks. And even though they have the big bank balance where they can just throw cash at people, you're going to get a generation of people that won't care about the big bags of cash. It's, it's, there's a potential there. I think a lot of them would do well to go through the PC though. You see how, how much the fundamentals are helped when wrestlers have gone through the PC. But I think, yeah, if you use them as a training school, <laughs> then go back on the indies or go to Japan or go to AEW. Mm. Not a bad career path. You're not going to get better training, I think, in the sound, normal, you know, making everything look good and doing it for the cameras than the PC. And I think a lot of people have benefited from that. Not the worst route to go, I don't think. No. Then obviously, piss off to Tony Khan's show as soon as he can. Because <laughs> if you're a smaller guy or a guy that doesn't or has this outlandish character that's never going to work on the main roster train at the PC mm. and go to AEW or go to Japan you could choose Robinson perfect fucking example yeah well that's the thing you know you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head you know in terms of getting the, the production values down you know no question the PC is you know Harvard for that it, it's just hit nail on head of giving you the, the basics and fundamentals of how to, to perform but the problem with that is they go far and above beyond what they should be doing to the point Everyone's of where the same. everyone is the same. They're, they're yeah. training monkeys in those performance centers. So everyone looks, talks, acts the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have the individuality unless you've got someone with a very uh, extroverted character and someone who can take the, the baton and go their own way. But even then, they aren't allowed to do that because you get the likes of Miro who is clearly one of the funniest people you're likely to meet and they portrayed him as the big foreign heel because he's not american and you know if you're not american you're the foreign heel that's what you do <laughs> if you're if you're somewhere in eastern europe you're russian yes like, <laughs> yeah. it's just so stupid whereas now uh, you, you know miro in, in AEW, you know people can murderer. have different different opinions of how he was brought in Personally, I liked it because it was different how other people were brought in. It introduced his character before we saw his wrestling. But he, 
now him in AEW has almost like a split personality. You know, bell to bell, he's a murderer. But outside of the ring, you know, he's going to crack a few jokes and make you smile. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I love about him because you know you can't fuck with him, but you still want to hang around with him and have a beer. Yeah. You know, that's like, the sort of character you can get invested in. A route to go, probably, if you were like 19 now training, somehow get signed. Well, it's, it, it's never been easier to get signed as a wrestler than it is now, I don't think. Yeah. Um, get signed to the PC. Have your basically have your most of your training done there, like <laughs> like William Regal, Shawn Michaels, Norman Smiley, all these people training you and having a hand in your training. That's fucking priceless, right? Just don't drink the Kool Aid. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Head off on the Indies after that. Go to Japan. Go to AEW or whatever. Then when you're a bit older, go back there and make a fuck ton of money <laughs> in the last ten year ten years of your career because you've got Did a that- name by then. Get that Nakamura deal. Get the Nakamura deal. Get the, Finn Balor. Get the deal Finn Balor has. That man is living it up. <laughs> he did oh, things the right way. He, he did, <laughs> but bless him. He's going to be back to smiling Finn next. Uh, I, I was it sixteenth of this. July. Yeah, I don't Soon know how I can. Back in front of fans, he's going to be back smiling and waving. Oh, they can't. Smile they just wave, can't boys. do it. Smile and wave. That's going to be tough to take. Um, he is needed up there desperately. They do need some some cool wrestlers up there right now. They need some fresh matchups. Yeah. Um, like you know, uh, August Gray. He only mm. fucking wrestled last week. It's the guy from Evolve. My God, he was on NXT last week or the week before. Holy shit! Oh, is he <sighs> Buddy Murphy Light? He's got the mustache and the, the 80s look, doesn't he? Oh, yes, that's who it is. Sorry. Uh, what was he called in Evolve? Can't think of his name. Anthony Green. There you go. Whoo, baby. <laughs> what is oh, going on? Bless. What's Fandango doing here? Are you going to cancel? Can't hear Fandango that, and Renee. That's okay. It's okay. All good. All they good. just got to cancel 205 Live because I'd be okay with that. Uh, oh, Chuck Taylor, oh, Chuck Taylor has just tweeted, yeah. <laughs> this literally arrived today. It's the Everrise Rules Cup. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, what a cute dog. Poor Everrise. They'll be fine. They will be well-loved. In I think AW Dark or Impact or whatever. Their stock is only after going up by this release. Yeah. You know, if I was to there buy some of Everize coin, I'd be buying it right now. Uh, let's see. Oh no, he's on 205 Live tonight. <laughs> Someone just posted it there above a quote tweet on Sean Rossap's thing. Oh no. He's wrestling. I look forward to showing Wish Logan Paul a proper introduction to the purple brand tonight when I hand him his first loss. Not anymore, you're not. Oh, baby. Oh, man. That is rough. <laughs> I'll just put it in here now. Sorry, I should have shared it so people can see it. Uh, it should come through. I'm just seeing a link for some reason. There oh, it there is. it is. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, uh, that's the releases. 
Uh, I don't know if we talked about it before, but I watched the China documentary last week. Oh, yeah. I'm watching oh, it over the weekend. Yeah. I won't say too much, but... Ah, oh, spoil away. So, it's all good. I, I know her manager is a piece of shit, so... I, I was so angry and so sad after watching that. Mm. Jeez, I had that someone compare poem. it to... Um, have you ever seen Amy? The documentary about Amy Winehouse. No. Um, essentially, her dad is the biggest piece of shit walking planet Earth. Um, if you, I, I would go out of your way to watch Amy. It's very good. She, when she was at her worst, she was put on a plane when she was asleep and she woke up in another country. This is when she was recovering and she didn't want to be on the road. She didn't want to do a concert. So they got her asleep, put her in a wheelchair, stuck her on a plane and she woke up in another country ready to do a gig. And I had... The manager of China compared to Amy Winehouse's dad. The lowest of the low. Mm. So I, I, I look forward to... What did you think of it? Uh, it, it was so hard. It was so hard to watch. Like Again, not, it, this, these aren't spoilers because obviously it's, uh, it's not exactly a, a blockbuster movie where you don't know the ending. She was off in Japan for three or four years teaching. So she obviously had you know a life out there outside of the glitz glamour spectacle carnival that is the world of professional wrestling where she could live a normal life and for whatever reason or i don't know how it came to life they don't really say but she got a manager and they booked this resurrection of china documentary you know obviously they were trying to piggyback on the jake roberts one and others that were happening around the time thinking okay we'll we'll all make some money out of this and like immediately the the director of the the documentary was a fucking drug addict himself. Her manager was just a fucking carny of the highest order, bringing her to comic cons for like pictures for $20 and all this sort of stuff. And you could just clearly see, like it's not even debatable. As soon as you see her, you're like, this woman should not be anywhere near these sorts of events. You could just tell how uncomfortable she was. And in the, in the early days when she'd just come back, she probably was relatively clean. You know, she might have been on some anti-anxiety medication or something like that, but a relatively normalish dose. But by the end of it, it's just... It's scary, the stuff that she was going through and what the manager was putting her through. And again, you, you'll see it all in the documentary, but my God. Like Antox says, you know you're a real asshole when Vince Russo is the voice of reason. Saw that clip. Yeah, um, he was. Saw the clip of... I saw the clip of uh, the manager and China being outside WWE headquarters and somehow, and uh, I know China was in a bad state, but surely she would have known that Triple H and Vince were not going to come down and meet them. It, no, it, but it looked to me that she was being dragged along there. It looked like she wanted no part of this. It seemed like he was hyping her up to go in. Oh, yeah. Like, and oh. that might have worked if the manager that she was with at the time was, you know, dressed appropriately in a suit and tie or at least business mm. casual no this guy was in slacks and a mick foley t-shirt oh so like you rock up there to titan towers knocking the door and the person behind the counter says uh hello how can i help you uh we're uh china i'm her manager i want to see speak to vince and triple h wearing <laughs> no 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 you, you can no. go now has anyone ever spoken to Vince McMahon wearing merch? I, I severely doubt that. Unless someone shouted at him from a car. 
Like, it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, just... And what was the, the story? I don't know if it came up on the documentary or I read it somewhere else. <gasps> but he... Tyler what? Breeze is gone. What? Yeah. That is a fucking shocker. What wow, now for us pop down, down? Holy wow. shit. No, that's Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Um, I am surprised. I'm very surprised at that. They're literally building the No Mercy tournament as we speak. They're putting up training videos to win back the left-right, left-right championship. Ah. Oh. Like, he might stay with that because I don't know if he's going to go anywhere else. He seems fairly content Ooh. running his training school. Oh, he'll he'll get work. He's he's excellent. I think he might end up in the the A Dub or Impact. Well, he's, he's very, good friends good. with Sean Spears. Like I said, they run the training school, so wouldn't be surprised. He could be brought in there as a player coach. They could do a Absolutely. lot worse than have him in there. Absolutely. Surprised they never picked up Myers, considering he yeah. trained a lot of their people. MJF being the biggest of that bunch. Jeremy Lambert sure from uh, Fightful co-tweeted SRS and said, WWE just killed the best thing about their universe in brackets, yep. up, up, down, down. Absolutely. And the fucking No Mercy tournament, which I was watching training videos. I watched Shayna Baszler training for it today. God damn. That's, a, that's uh, that is surprising. Now it's like, do we stay on? Because there's clearly still releases happening. Get some brewskis, my friend. This could be a long night. This could be a seven-hour pod. <laughs> like the last episode. <laughs> my God. Um, but seeing as Gordo is a bitch and hasn't decided to show up through an fault of his own, of course. Um, you can find us, obviously, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the favorite podcast apps. We're on the Wrestling Soup Network. Uh, check out Wrestling Soup as well. I missed it because the stupid show was on Wednesday night and I forgot. So I tuned in last night and I was like, oh no, yeah, they were run last night. So I missed it. So I'll check that out you tomorrow fool. night. Fool. Um, Nick is at a wedding now. Hopefully hammered. So uh, canvastheory.com, use code AWP for 10% off your entire order. That's all we're saying. You can only buy it in the US. And uh, follow us on Twitter at the AWPod. Um, YouTube alleged is the is Nick is the YouTube still a thing? I actually don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. The alleged wrestling podcast on YouTube. And Twitch, which is where we do most of our stuff. Um so it's twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. Speaking of which, are we on for some games of video games later or no? Ooh. Not really. Eventually get back to doing stuff. Breeze has been limited. Oh god. Craig, you stop. You're bold. Cancel that, man. I'm, I'm fucking going to use a cancel coin on him right now. <laughs> Nick, are you up to a stream letter? Or are you fucked? Let me know. Let's see. We might throw on a bit of Twitch. If not, um, Dead Stranding is on sale. <laughs> I've been meaning to buy it for a long time. It's on sale on uh, Green Man Gaming. It looks exceptionally boring, but it's Hideo, it's Hideo Kojima, so kind of want to try it out. But look shit, but it could be good. It's your boy. It is my boy, Kojima. Have you played it, Sean? Is it any good? 
Like, I don't want to play a game that is boring for the first 15 hours. Hell no. Okay. It, I ate into it. Yeah. Okay. Deliverance, have you played it? Any Kojima fans, have you played Death Stranding? I, it doesn't look interesting in any way. You are literally a delivery man carrying stuff across. Watch a stream of it. It's worse to watch than play. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, man. So I was looking at, like, maybe it'll be fun to stream. We could talk shit. But obviously not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You said a no man. Was there another release? No. August Gray had tweeted out a minute ago. Breaking news. Tonight's 205 main event has just been turned into a loser leaves town match. Don't miss it. Oh, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> that is a quality tweet. I'm giving him an hour like ski for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said skip this week on best match, worst match stuff. Yeah, I don't have enough for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't remember much wrestling this week anyway. So, best segment, worst segment. Maybe there's something in that. I'll give all of it to NXT this week because yeah, Dynamite <laughs> yeah. was fairly meh, and there was some good stuff on NXT. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Like from next week, we're back. We have to cover two fucking episodes of NXT next week or AW next week. Mother, we'll roll it up into one sexy ball. Um, yeah. If there's any games you want to see us try out, um. Uh, what's it called? Fall Guys Royal Rumble type game. Gang Beasts is going to be free on Game Pass soon, so we can definitely try that out. That that'll be really fun. Me and Gordo streamed Overcooked Two last Saturday night, and we both loved the game, but I don't know, it just didn't work. The vibes weren't there. The vibes were off. It's we're trying to have our hot our hot boy summer, you know, and the vibes were off. Uh, the vibes were off. Yeah, but anyway. That's the end of the wrestling program that we put up on the internet. <gasps> Uh-oh, Tiger's whistle. You know what that means? Tiger's whistle's blowing. Means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. But now don't you start to whine. I'll see you again next time. Because there's plenty of more of fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>